We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. Hey, hey, everybody, and happy new year. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. Woo, y'all. We made it. We made it into 2023. I'm your host and soul empowerment coach, Roz Kincaid. And if you're new to the podcast or to my YouTube channel, welcome to the show. If you're a regular, welcome on back. So listen, y'all, it's a new year. We got a fresh start. We got new energy. And we finna kick this thing off on the good foot, okay? And I'm starting this year off strong. So today I am talking about empowerment, specifically the ways in which we contribute to our own disempowerment. Now I'm saying it like that because I am well aware of the importance of recognizing that everybody is unique, has their own experiences, motivations, and behaviors. And I don't think it's fair or even accurate to make generalizations about any group of people's behavior, including women. And I'm being careful with my choice of words because it's also not helpful to anybody to be using language that suggests that individuals are disempowering themselves because that's stereotyping and it's stigmatizing and it's blame shifting and we ain't doing that over here, okay? But what I do want to focus on are ways that we contribute to systematic disempowerment and feed into the energy that makes it difficult for some of us to feel empowered and to advocate for our own needs and well-being, whether we're doing that consciously or unconsciously. We have to be aware of what we're doing here, okay? Let me pause here, though, before I forget and let you all know that if what I talk about in today's episode strikes you and resonates with you in some type of way, then I strongly encourage you to take a close look at my Empowerment Private Coaching Program and book a clarity call and see if private coaching would be the right next step for you. This is an intimate container where I help you step into your empowerment and authenticity so that you can experience some of that peace and ease and balance in your life that you keep saying that you want. We just came out of a tough year in 2022, and we're headed into some times where some significant changes are coming for all of us. And that means that while all those emotional mindset and energetic issues that drain you get to be here, you cannot let those things drive you and be in the driver's seat and steer your path. Besides, that's not the reason, this is not the season to be doing the work all by yourself without the support of somebody who's been trained and experienced enough to properly help you through it all. So in this program, we go through five pillars of empowered transformation. I call it empowered transformation. We start with taking a hard look at the limiting beliefs that are holding you back. We move on to getting to the root of the fears and blocks that are, that are weighing you down. Next, we spend some time healing and managing your energy. It's very important. And then we move on into identifying your version of the empowered woman and creating a plan of action for embodying her. And then the last step is to take actions 
that reinforce and sustain your healing and your new changes. So make sure you click the link in the description to check out the program or just book a call with me if that feels right to you. Next thing is the Soul Expansion Soundboard live stream with my co-host, Julian Crossan Hill. That's coming up on Friday, January 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen, if you're not familiar, <laughs> whew, get familiar, okay? <laughs> because this is a one-hour live video where Julian and I discuss topics from everything to equality, to scarcity, to spirituality, energy, and whatever else lights us up to talk about. And we do it live on YouTube and Facebook. Not only is this a platform for us, but it's also a space where you get to engage with us. So check us out live. We're on YouTube and Facebook every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't join us live, then make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and Facebook page for all the replays. Those live there if you want to check those out. Make sure you click the button or bookmark the event so you don't miss us next time. Okay, I think that's it for all the housekeeping. Yeah, that's it. All right. Let's get down to business. So the ways in which we contribute either consciously or unconsciously to disempowering ourselves. The first thing is believing that we aren't good enough or deserving of certain material resources, opportunities, roles, relationships, et cetera, you name it, all of it. Comparing ourselves to others and creating this unnecessary sense of competition or this pedestal syndrome is supporting that belief that we're not good enough. Because we tend to, some of us tend to look on the outside of us and see people's life and think that we're not doing good enough or we're not doing well enough. Like we have to stop using what's on the outside of us as our measuring stick for what success is or what doing well looks like. The best thing that you can do is to look at previous versions of yourself and compare yourself to you, to the you that you were 10 years ago, five years ago, and look at all the progress that, that you've made over the years, no matter how small it is, because floating in this belief that I'm not good enough and I don't deserve this and I haven't done enough to, to get this or I haven't put in enough work, that, that's keeping you down. That's keeping you down. And what that does, it also causes you to internalize these negative beliefs about your abilities or your worth. And that can hold you back. That can certainly hold you back from certain goals and opportunities. So for example, looking at people's success on the internet and not understanding the, the process that they went through or even looking at their life on the internet with the skewed perspective that their life is better instead of looking at it from the angle that I can do it too. I think that we get caught up in what we see on social media as measurement, as standard. And instead of looking at that and shaming and, and blaming and criticizing ourselves for not being like somebody else, 
we would do better if we just tilt the lens, squint your eyes and tilt your head just a little bit <laughs> and look at it as motivation. Look at it as inspiration that I can do this too. I can do this in my own way. I feel good about this and I can be doing this too. Stop looking at life as the glass half empty and look at it as half full and, and, and stop looking on the internet at people's life. Once again, you don't know what had to go into where they, where they are now. Like you don't know all the pains, all the twists and the detours that people had to go through to get where they are. All, all of the, you know, failures and disappointments and going back and starting all over again, all of that. Like don't, don't take everything that you see on the internet as face value or as a standard for success. Like you get, this is your life. You get to create what the standard of success is for you and not what you see on TikTok, YouTube, TMZ, whatever the case may be, because if you go behind the scenes of that, I promise you, it, it ain't going to look as good as what you see on the front. So take what you see as a grain of salt, take what you see at, on, on, on the, on the, on the surface as, as motivation for you to do not, do, not necessarily do more, but to, but to, but to strive to be better than you were without putting a bunch of pressure on yourself to be like somebody else or to make money like somebody else or to make as much money as somebody else is making or to dress like somebody else or just or whatever the case may be. Like be your own measuring stick, not somebody else, right? You don't know their life, okay? You know your life. <laughs> Number two, not speaking up or advocating for ourselves. And this is, about when you don't become your own best friend and when you don't become your own best advocate, you are essentially limiting your ability to assert your needs and get them get them get get your needs met, right? Like first of all, you know that old adage of closed mouths don't get fed? Well, that's true. Because if you don't open up your mouth and ask for what it is that you need or ask for support or raise your hand and say, hey, I need help over here, you will not be able to receive what you need. Like nobody, nobody can read minds. Nobody can read your mind. And nobody is going to assume that you as a grown, able adult need something. If you don't say something, you have not because you ask not. So we have to be our own best advocate. And, and you know, what's coming up right now is when we go to the doctor, first of all, let's go to the doctor. OK, let's let's make it normal to go to the doctor, to get checked out, to get our health indicators looked at and make sure that we are on the right path of wellness and health. But even when you go to the doctor, ask all the questions. Talk about what's hurting you. Talk about all the things that are making your life uncomfortable. Talk about how you don't feel well in your body. Talk about that you've been battling mental health. Ask for the help. Like your, your doctor will, can only, and anybody, not just a doctor, but any, any practitioner is only going to be able to help you to, to the, to the measure of what you share with them. And if you are not candid and open with the, with the people that can help you, then how do you expect to get anywhere? 
We have to speak up for ourselves. We have to speak up for ourselves and lay down boundaries and, and, and set limits and teach people how we want to be loved and how we want to be treated, how we want to be respected, have conversations with people about changes that we're making and not that you're asking people for permission, but sometimes that helps maintain and create peace when we are able to give people some context of, hey, I'm making this change and here's why, and, and leave people to feel however they want to feel. But you are going to have to start speaking up for yourself and, and being your own best advocate so that you can get what you need and get on down the road. Like, listen, it, it, it's, it's time for all this bullshit and shucking and jiving and acting timid and bitch assness and say what it is that you need so that you can get what you need, okay? Next thing. We can be quite overly self-critical. Present company included. Some women may be overly self-critical and tend to blame themselves for things that go wrong. And that can erode and wear on your confidence and prevent you from taking risks and trying new things and stepping out of, out of the box and, and stepping out of your comfort zone. And why is that? Why are we so hard on ourselves? Why is it that we aren't giving ourselves the same, if not more, grace that we extend to other people? What, like, what is that about? Well, I have some thoughts on it, of course. Typically, we're the one, we're, we are one of the few or the only ones in our family or friend group or, or community who are doing well. That may not be true for all of us, but that's true for some of us. And we've made it further than our ancestors, our grandparents, and even our parents. And we have this strong desire to, to, to do well as, and we've made ourselves somehow the representative of our family, which puts pressure on us to go far and, and above and beyond what is imaginable. And when we don't hit certain milestones with that mindset in mind and live up to certain expectations, we feel like we've let people down or we feel like we've let ourselves down. Like that's a monkey that we've put on our back. We are not responsible for carrying the successes or even the failures of our ancestors or the failures of our family or the failures of our friends. Our ancestors are proud of us. Our parents are proud of us. Our family is proud of us. And we have to like take that pressure off of ourselves because with all the stereotypes and unrealistic unreal standards in our societies, like, my God, don't add to them by tearing yourself down. Take a hard look at your internal self-talk. What's that conversation been like? If it's not uplifting, compassionate, and caring, then you are losing your power. You're giving it away, okay? You're giving your power away by, by, by what you are saying to yourself on the inside of yourself. My other thought about this is that I don't think many of us know how to allow our egos to be present 
but yet manage it so that it's not taking control. See, your ego or your inner critic's voice, that only comes up from a place of trying to feel safe or wanting to be loved. Your soul's voice comes up from a place of knowing that you're safe and knowing that you're loved. And when you know that with everything in you, then you act accordingly and you put the inner critic in its proper place. You tell it to go sit in the corner. Hey, I see you. I recognize you. Yes, I know this is hard, but go sit your ass in the corner. Because what you're not going to do is get in front of me and get me off path and take me you know, over the river and through the woods and get me distracted. Like, I, I feel you. I see you. But you, you can't be you can't be up in my face right now. Right. Like there's power in standing up for yourself. And having the courage to sit with all the parts of yourself, too. There's there's healing and power in both. Being able to sit with yourself, figure out what's going on. Where is this coming from? Why is my ego kicking up? Why is my inner child popping up? What is it needing from me right now? But also having, having the power to stand up and say, I'm not going to let you run me either. And I know what I'm talking about because I, I'm, I, I've done it. I'm on a whole different level with this whole ego inner child thing. You can't let the you can't let those parts of of you be in control. So number four of the fourth way that we contribute to our own disempowerment is not seeking help or support when we know we need it. Women, and especially black women, are likely are 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 less likely to to ask for help or seek support when we need it, which makes it more difficult for us to overcome these challenges and achieve goals that we have. Like we want to be great. We 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 want to be greater than what the world thinks we are. And 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 here's why we have have trouble with asking for help. There's this stereotype of being a strong black woman or being a strong woman, period. We've been told that we're strong and capable of handling everything on our own. We can we can cook up the bacon, fry it in the pan. We can go home, you know, <laughs> give you some wop in the bed, <laughs> take care of the babies, clean the house, go work a, a six-figure job plan a vacation, take care of everybody in our family without anybody helping us. Because that's who we've had to be in our, in our past, in our culture. That's who we've had to be. But I tell you what, that becomes very hard to break out of. That mindset becomes hard to break out of and admit that we need help because that's who we've had to be. And what, what, what if you didn't have to be that? What, what if you didn't have to carry your stuff and everybody else's stuff on your own? What if you could just allow people the space and the grace to figure it out on their own? 
what if you asked for help? What if you asked somebody to, to come clean your house? What if you asked somebody to come watch the kids? What if you hired a babysitter? What if you hired a travel agent? What, what, what if you just didn't do the thing that's weighing you down? What if you just said, no, I, I, I don't have the capacity for that today. I don't have the energy for that today. What if you didn't wait until you were sick in the bed to realize, shit, I'm doing too much. And I can't do everything on my own. And I need somebody to come over and help me. What if? What if you didn't have to do it all? How much easier would your life be? What, what, how would that change this strong black woman or strong woman stereotype for you? How, how, how would you not, how would you feel like you didn't have to live up to that anymore? Because you don't. There are resources and people out here that want to help you. And for you not to be able to ask and seek the help and support that you need, you, it's almost like you're cutting off your, your right arm. You're cutting yourself off from, from the help that you need. And here's another reason why it is, is, is difficult for us to ask and, and seek the help that we know we need. There is a lack of representation and role models out there for us. We may, we, we may not have seen many women or Black women in our communities or even in social media asking for help or seeking support because we're always having to come in and save the day. So it might not feel like a normal or acceptable thing to do because nobody has shown us that even the, the role models that we do have out there, they're not enough. It, there will never be enough role models that that show us that it's OK to ask for help and it's OK to not be superwoman. So when you don't have enough of representation and role models out there showing you what it's like to be vulnerable enough to ask for help then you got to be that on your own you got to create that you, you got to create that for and for example for years I, I I told myself that after searching on on Instagram and Facebook and all over the internet I just didn't see a lot of brown faces out there who were coaches who were spiritual leaders who were you know doing this type of work in the in the self-help community. I didn't see a lot of it. I didn't see me reflected back on the pages and the screens that I where I was looking for help. So so I had to create that. I had to become it. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to create what it is that you need. And other times you're gonna have to ask. You, you're gonna have to go outside of yourself and ask for the support and the help that you need to get done what you need to get done and or, or even not to get done what you need to get done, but to become what it is that you need to become for yourself and then for somebody else. It always starts with you. So all of that speaking up for yourself, all of that being an advocate for yourself, asking for help, all of that is tied together. And we have to have better representation and we have to have better role models of what it looks like to ask and seek support. Now, since I've been doing this type of work, I have seen more, more of, of, of women of color 
come to the forefront and, and just more women in general come to the forefront and say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. I'm here to support. But if you don't go looking for that stuff, if you if you don't go asking and seeking support, then you're not you're not gonna ever find it. You're gonna you're gonna be carrying the world on your shoulders for a very long time until you get tired of it. Until until you fall to your knees and can't carry it no more. So do yourself a favor, get in front of it and start asking for the support and start asking for the help. Start knocking on doors, start texting people, start reaching out to people and, and do it until you find the right person. And you'll know that you got the right person because you'll know, okay? The other thing that I think plays into us not being able to ask for help is past experiences of not being listened to or supported. Unfortunately, women of color have often faced discrimination, marginalization, and this can make us less likely to trust <laughs> that we'll be listened to or supported when we ask for help. I, I know it feels like an uphill battle. I know it does, and it keeps us you know, that that marginalization, that discrimination and that whole microaggression and racial inequality. And, and I'm not trying to get all political, but I'm I'm speaking to you from what is factual and true and what's really going on in our society today. Like it started off on a larger scale with women. And now, like, and not not even right now, but it's more focused on black women. Like we 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 get a lot of heat, we get a lot of smoke for just being us. And because of that discrimination and marginalization, we won't trust nobody to, to hear us. We won't feel heard. We won't feel seen. But it also doesn't help to keep ruminating on the past of what happened. Because meditating on the past only keeps the past alive in your present, and it also shapes your future. The only time you ought to be thinking about the past is to pluck out the wisdom and the lesson on how to be better going forward. Otherwise, you you living in the past and you and you are recreating your past and you re-traumatizing yourself and you reliving things in your mind and you bringing that into your presence and bringing that into your life and bringing that into your energy. Yes, there's a lot to be learned from past history. Yes, there's a lot to be learned from past relationships and experiences that didn't go quite right. But there's no need for you to continue to relive that all the time and rehearse that in your mind because when you rehearse that in your mind, your body and your energy and your emotions catch hold of that and now you're depressed and now you're anxious and now you're unmotivated. Now you're procrastinating. We got to stop meditating on the past. Learn from it and let's, let's move forward. Okay, so let's recap the ways in which we can, we can contribute to our own disempowerment. We talked about believing that we're not good enough or deserving. We talked about not speaking up or advocating for ourselves. We talked about being overly critical, overly self-critical, 
rather. And we talked about not seeking support or help that we need and that we know we need. So we ought to start recognizing what we're doing and, and get ourselves off of autopilot and start moving through our world more consciously and start thinking about what we're thinking about and start being more aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it and where that comes from and start breaking that, breaking generational habits, breaking family values and limiting beliefs that just don't work for us anymore. And you know they don't work for you because you're stressed, you're tired, you're overworked, you're overdone, you're overdoing. You don't have the capacity for more on your plate. There's no room for rest. You're sick all the time, it seems. You, you're making choices that don't feel good in your heart, in your body. You're worried about what people think. You're looking at somebody else's life and, you know, resentful. All of that speaks to us contributing to our own disempowerment. Like, again, there's a whole system set up and out there that's doing all that already. Why would you want to contribute to that? Like there has to be a large group of us that pulls away from that and lifts ourselves up and empowers ourselves and changes our behaviors and, and, and does the work with support to turn things around so that at the, at the very least you feel better. Don't you want to feel better? Listen, I strongly invite y'all to play this back and listen to this once again, or even sit with yourself and reflect on where these tendencies are showing up in your life if any of this is resonating with you. I can already feel it in my spirit that this shook some things up for somebody and that somebody needed to hear this today. So what I'm going to do is next episode, I'm going to come through and talk through some ways that you can turn all of this around and start to empower yourself. Yes, life is tough. And we have to get tough with it sometimes. But spinning our wheels and doing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, and expecting things to be different, y'all, that's got to stop. 2023 is going to be different. Like, it has to be different. It, it is going to be different. And if you try to bring in things from 2021, 2022, from years past into this fresh new beginning, this new energy that we have in this year, we're going to be having the same conversation again in 2024. So, so, so if you haven't been digging deep, going under the, under the surface, and, and, and not paying attention to the resistance and the contrast that's coming up in your life, paying attention to the tiredness, the fear, the all of it, and allowing that all to be here and let that speak to you and help create some awareness of what's going on with you and then taking a line of action to get some help. 
you got to start doing it. You got to start doing it. Okay, y'all. That's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope this episode has helped somebody today. Make sure you check out the information in the show description on how to connect with me. Listen, if this episode hits you a little differently, then good. <laughs> That's what it was meant to do. And then let's hop on a call. Let's hop on a clarity and alignment call to figure out what the right next step for you might be. It might be coaching. It might be therapy. I don't know. But if, if you want help to figure out what that next step might be and to, and to understand how I personally can support you, book a call. I encourage you. I invite you to book a call. I appreciate y'all listening or watching if you're on YouTube. And I enjoyed doing this for you. And again, Happy New Year. Let's kick it off right. Let's start cleaning house, create space. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see, I like to talk, then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered. 